The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Clay Nation, Mike Camping here with the uh, muscle, muscled one, the tank top <laughs> one. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, you just have to go to the uh, the uh, the YouTube <laughs> to see what we're talking about. And Jared's like, well, it's okay. I'm working from home. Like, you realize we'll be videoing, right? So although <laughs> his neighbors will not see him, thousands of Cleaning Nation can see him in his uh, his broad, manly shoulders. Yeah. Uh, again, more details in, in YouTube. <laughs> For you ladies out there that want to see, you know, is he not just good at <laughs> You'll be, yeah. You'll be terribly disappointed. You will be terribly disappointed. Different different folks want different things. We yeah. don't know. My narrow Napoleon something. dynamite shoulders is what I mean to say. With the, the raging red beard, you know, uh, and the man bun I'm getting. I can yeah. see the pullbacks. I don't know what's happening. Yep, is. full man bun. Um, I, we're going to save this for another episode, but um, feel free to ring in, Clean Nation, if you've got thoughts. Which is worse, Canadians or Americans with man buns? That's a tough one. I mean, that is really tough because I almost want to go man buns worse because Canadians are Canadian. They can't help it. It's not their fault, right? Like they were born where they were born. I mean, they could move to America, but, you know, maybe they tried and could. The man, and that's a choice. So that that's, I think that's more on you. Right. Yeah. It's the thing is, I like, is that at any time I could cut it and I'm just an American, but if a true. Canadian, there's nothing they can do. They are that's Canadian. True. That's true. So, the ones, yeah, all right. Good. I have more potential. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you that. We get, yeah, that's true. I could become like you very quickly. You can't become like me very right. quickly. All right, fair enough. All right, so today, uh, if we have time after the shoulder man bun talk, which we probably won't because we got another 15 minutes on that. But if there's time, we're going to compare and contrast Facebook with Google AdWords. I'm going to do my big fat, I don't say spoiler alert, but waving, screaming, sermon for 60 seconds and I'm going to turn over to the, to the, the smarts and the intelligence on the call. So as much as I want Jared uh, to share and I'll, I'll contribute to the discussion, however I can kind of the pros and cons of why you might use Facebook versus Google AdWords and what the strength, you know, just how they each work. I can't communicate effectively enough. If you think Facebook is the magic or Google is the magic. And if you just had the right ad on the right platform and some guru is going to sell you a course for a thousand bucks or whatever they're charging these days. And that's the magic. And you're going to be a millionaire in your cleaning company. You got another thing coming. These are just tools. If you don't know who your customer is, if you don't know what their pain is, if you don't have a funnel that moves them from an ad to something where they raise their hand and say, I'm interested to something where they go from, I'm interested to, I like a bid and a process to turn a bid to a sale. And then obviously the process to get the cleaning done that whole thing. Yeah. Now we got some magic that you can build something with. So that doesn't mean there's no value in understanding the difference between Facebook and, and Google AdWords, but just be careful. The guys selling you a Facebook crap going, if you just buy my thing, you'll be rich in your cleaning company because we'll bury you in traffic. Couldn't be further from the truth, even though they may have a piece of the puzzle. That's really important. And they might have great training. I'm not saying it's worthless, but we kind of overestimate the value that it can bring. Just remember it's a piece of the puzzle. And um, we're going to talk about the nuance, but Facebook can do really good for cleaning companies. Google can do really good for cleaning companies. But if I had to pick the worst one, so to speak, for your company with a good funnel, good copy, good call to action, and a good system, I'll take the worst one with that over the best one with none of that crap, where you just send a Facebook ad to a crappy website and go, why does Facebook doesn't work? So there's my big fat disclaimer. <laughs> Jared, talk to us about the differences of each, why you'd use one versus another. The floor is yours, my friend. Sure. Yeah. And, and to, to add to that is that 
every ad platform costs money to use. I mean, there's free versions of it. You can post something on your Facebook page if you'd like. But if you're trying to drive consistent amount of traffic to your stuff, you got to put some spend behind what you're doing. And what it comes down to is, and this is the kind of the disconnect is that people think if I put money behind, then like, let's just use Facebook. For example, Facebook is going to give me X amount of people to see my stuff. And that's not true. Facebook has users that they want to keep on the platform. And so if your ads are targeted correctly with the correct copy that's a, that is connected to your targeting, that's going to be more uh, enticing for someone to, to, to participate in that ad, whether it's to stop scrolling, to read the copy, to read the comments, to watch the video that you post. And that kind of stuff is what Facebook then says, oh, this people are engaging with this ad. We are going to put this ad in front of more people and they almost kind of partner with you. Now there's still a payment taking place, but it's significantly less. And when you're able to see a lot of people within your targeted range who you have the correct messaging for, that is going to work way better for you than if you just have a generic ad that's not really targeted very well. And what's going to end up happening is Facebook's going to take your money or Instagram is going to take your money every day, whatever amount you agreed, they're just going to show you to significantly less people because they don't think your ad is very targeted very well, or it's not very uh, entertaining or not working with their targeted people. So part of what you want to do is, and kind of recognize is that it isn't just a pure deal. All right, you show me 50 people. Well, that's $50. Perfect deal across the board. That's not how it works. It's a matter of you need to work with Facebook or with Instagram to create content that they think your target audience is liking and is liking. And then from there, that's when that profitability can really kick in for you because you're starting to take advantage of the system because they like what they are promoting. Does that make sense? Not only does it make sense, Working together works for a bunch of different reasons, even if you could, because it sounds like, oh, that's bad. I wish Facebook would just show my ad, just shut up and take my money and show it to the people. But if you show it to the wrong people, doesn't matter how cheap it is, right? If they're not homeowners and you want a, a residential cleaning or they're not someone that makes a decision or influences a decision around commercial cleaning, it doesn't matter how many people that, you know, like if you could get a Super Bowl ad or you could do a targeted Facebook ad. Well, the targeted Facebook would be whatever, right? Because less than 1%, I'm guessing, of Super Bowl audiences, even in your city. And less than 1% of those, if you're commercial, is qualified to make a decision like that. And, you know, even if the 1% of your city are residential, like, well, only 20% of those might be people that actually make a decision for house cleaning. So even though a Super Bowl ad might be millions of dollars, 99.99% of it's wasted, right? So the same with Facebook, even though they might have a billion users in a day, the users that you can, so even if they would take your 50 bucks and show it to 50 people, if they're in Bulgaria or don't own a home or don't want cleaning, like it's like you're on the same page. Facebook's going, hey, only show this to people that are going to be interested. So they stay engaged in like our platform. Well, that happens to be really good for you as well. So it's not, I would say that's a feature, not a bug. Is that fair mm -hmm. that I miss? Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. And even to, to, to jump onto the homeowner side. So let's just say you're like, all right, I'm going to target the right people. So I know my age demographics. I know which gender does the best. I know what their interests are. I know that they would need to be homeowners. And so you target all that kind of stuff. If we take a step back and look at how many people are also targeting those people, not just your competitors, but insurance or uh, pest control or someone who does windows. There's all these people who are in line, essentially entering an auction saying, Hey, we want those same people. We want those same people. And so those people only have so much screen time or so much time that they spend on social media a day. How do you get in front of that person or beat out the, the, the window cleaner to get in front of that? And that's where this principle comes in. If your if Facebook looks at your ad and sees how people are responding to it and say, people just like this ad, 
better than the window ad. So this person wins. And when you win, you win that spot and you're getting seen more. But that window guy will still pay the $50 a day, just like you are. It's just that you will win more people because your ad is outperforming. Yeah. So it's really Facebook and your goals are not always aligned. This is one of the times where they're aligned actually pretty well. Um, you both want the right people to see and engage with your ad and you don't want to show it to people that aren't going to engage with it. So before we kind of, now that we compare and contrast with Google, you said one thing I want to get a little clarity for cleaning nation on. Um, I think the only two mistakes you can make when it comes to ad spend on either Facebook or Google is the obvious too little and the obvious or the obvious too much, which most people have been bit by, but a lot of people don't get the too little, right? So what, in the too little, for those of you guys who don't know, if you spend a dollar a day, I don't even know if they'll let you, but say they would, um, you're not going to get any data. Like Jared, there's a whole different podcast. I'm sure if uh, the editor can find it and link, Jared has a conversation around moving the peanut, but talking about getting data and refining the ad and maybe the first ad, nobody clicks. And the second ad, a bunch of people click, but no one opts into your thing. And the next ad, they click and they opt in, but they don't do a bit. You kind of keep moving the peanut down the sales funnel. So if you spend a dollar a day, you're never going to get enough data or clicks. You get a click a day or two clicks a day. There's not enough data. So the more money you spend, the better data you get and the faster you can make this work. Now on the flip side is if you give Facebook too much money, they aren't going to complain like, hey, we can't really use that money effectively. They're just going to cash that check. And, and again, they're going to start showing you like, well, hey, we may be dumb, but we're not stupid. We will take your money. So as an owner of a cleaning company who might have an ad budget, you're familiar with what those might be of, I don't know, most of them less than a thousand. Is that fair? A thousand a month. Um, you know, that's 30 bucks a day, give or take. What, you know, can 10 bucks a day get it done? Can two bucks a day get it done? Like walk us through that. Yeah. Just on Facebook. And then we'll, like I said, compare and contrast Google. Okay. Yeah. So with, with Facebook, exactly what you're saying is correct. And in, in that it, cause again, let's just look at the auction itself. Imagine if some window cleaner says, Hey, I'm willing to spend this much a day and this is my ad and this is my copy. And this is who I want to target. And you go, well, I want to target the same person, but for $1 a day. Okay. Sorry. We're going to invest more in this person. That's, that's part a of it is just that you have an advantage when you do show up with a little bit more cash. Now, that doesn't mean the highest bidder wins as what Mike was saying as well. So this is kind of the, the technique that you want is that you want to have your goal when you first launch anything to be as close to the top of the funnel as possible. And because it's the cheapest way to make sure that each part of your funnel, it's doing its job. So if you want people to come to your funnel or come to your landing page or come to your website, the ad itself needs to be getting clicks. And so and that be is clear, where, cause you, you mentioned top of the funnel, just for people missing top mm-hmm. of the funnel is the, I would the front of the funnel. So the ad would be the top of the least down the funnel. Bottom of the funnel is they're already involved. They've clicked, they've done something, they've engaged top of the funnel is first thing they see is the ad. Fair, am I tracking with you? Yeah, exactly. Right. So an ad is the first or the top of the funnel is your first initial contact. The end of the funnel would be that they have done what we want them to do, whether they booked a call or they're involved in our leads or whatever, maybe. Or so, or decided they don't want to play anymore. Or opted yeah, out and no, decided they don't out. play anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah Not you know, Jared's funnel that never happens. He's confused because everyone buys. But you know, for yeah. the rest of you mere mortals, some people will opt out and stop at some point in the funnel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so with the the top of the funnel is this, and when we're running ads, is that getting someone to stop and engage with what we're doing. 
And so that's the first statistics we want to care about. And so this is for something I do do with Mike's ads. I do run his ads. That's who I am. <laughs> Not just a random guy is that anytime I get a new version of an ad, I do run this to Facebook and I say to Facebook, look, Facebook, I don't care about anything. I just want to care about engagement. Show me people. And I spend about $15 usually for three or four days on engagement. And the purpose of that is that I'm trying to get to see how well people engage with what it's doing. And it just helps it score. The more engagement an ad has, the better it does in the auction. So by telling Facebook, Hey, find me the people who are most likely to engage. You start to increase that score so that when I take it over to, Hey, I want sales or I want leads. It has an advantage because it has an engagement score that's connected to it. So that's the official, that's usually my first part. When I start a funnel is I run it through an engagement phase get some stuff going, make sure it's working. If I run, if I say to Facebook, Hey, I want engagement and it comes back and is getting zero. It shows my ads off or my targeting's off. If I can't get someone to engage with this thing and I'm telling Facebook, this is who I want to target. And this is what I want. And they can't do it. I'm never going to get sales out of it. So that's my top of the funnel technique. From there, I take an engagement ad. Once it's, I feel like it's got its engagements and I move it to, Hey, Facebook, find me people who will click on this ad. So just to be clear, you said you spent about 15 bucks a day for two or three days. So just mm -hmm. to figure out if it's an engaging ad might cost 50 bucks. Now, if you get one that engages right off the bat, that just costs 50 bucks, only $15 a day. I think most people can afford that. If you're not very good at this or you don't get lucky or some combination, maybe it takes three ads. So it might cost $150 to get in because I want to make sure we're kind of tracking like budget. No one's like, can I afford that? So 50 to a couple hundred bucks to find an ad that engages that might take three days or a week or two, depending on how good or lucky you get with your first ad. Is that a fair synopsis? Yep. And perfect. And, and an ad that you do get some engagement for um, can last you months. And so that's the, 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 the good part of it is if you go to launch something and you just are just like, all right, give me sales and it's tanking. And then you're just like, give me sales, give me sales, give me sales. Essentially you, when you do that, your budget goes quicker because you're asking Facebook to do more by providing sales. And so that's a more expensive um, conversion that you're asking for than an engagement. So you're able to get more engagements for a cheaper price. And then that goes into your auction to then help you in the long run of all that stuff. So that's the benefit of running engagement and having an ad that works. If you're just like, well, I'm going to skip that stage or I don't want to do that. Or I'm, you know, for me, I've gotten to a point where I do know pretty well what people engage with. And so a lot of the times, unless it's something I'm trying that I'm like, Ooh, this is different. Let's try this. I can kind of skip that because I've spent the money and the years in this account at this point. Um, so let me give a quick corollary. And then I want to make sure we, we touch on the compare and contrasting with Google. Sure. So what that can look like funnel wide, as opposed to just with Facebook is the difference between they come to your website and you say, call now for a free estimate. That's mm -hmm. saying, I'm going to skip engagement. I'm going to skip anything. Yeah. I want to go right for the kill. Um, and Jared's saying that that can cost more, believe it or not. We think, it, whereas if you go click to get this seven, point checklist on how to pick a new cleaning company. Obviously that's going to engage a lot more than calling out for a free appointment. And if you have a hundred people come to your website, maybe zero to two call now for a free appointment. And they were probably just looking for your website to call anyway. Like it didn't, that didn't make them call and you might get 20 or 30 or 40 that download your, your list. Well, now you've got 20 or 30 or 40 people you can market to later. And if you give them another set of value or ask that subset of people after they've gotten your list, Hey, call now for a free appointment. You might get five or 10 of those to call now for a free appointment as opposed to zero to three you would have gotten before. So that's kind of, this works at all levels, not just when you're doing an ad, but entirely in the funnel. So that let's kind of wrap up the Facebook part. Cause I want to make sure we get to the compare and contrast with Google, but the floor is yours again, sir. 
So do you want me to jump to Google? Um, well, if you can just fit, cause I, I feel like I cut you off midstream. Sure. So you finish that and then go to Google. Yep. Yeah. So the, the, once you have an ad that's engaged, you then say, all right, Facebook, give me people who will come to my website. And then once you feel like, okay, I'm getting a, a, a people to my website, they're coming. And usually if, especially if you're targeting, um, people to come to your website, you can get clicks to your website for under two. I've seen in some accounts, just under a dollar between a dollar and $2 at that stage. Okay. Cause that means that all you're asking for Facebook is give me people who are willing to click. And that shows that the ad is working, all this kind of stuff. Then you say to Facebook, now I want leads. And that's when you then are able to say to Facebook, anyone who makes it to the second page of my website where my calendar is or where my, my lead form is, that to me is a, um, a more qualified person to me. So I want someone who gets into my funnel more. And that's usually when the price of that, the link will go up a bit because Facebook is going to be targeting people who are most likely to take action, but it's, those are the people we want willing to pay for because of the people who take action. It so looks like you, you're going to say something. Go ahead. The difference before we transition to Google, the mm-hmm. difference I'm hearing you say is a lot of people just come in over a month with 500 bucks and they go, Google, give me some customers or send, or, you know, just go to my website. My website says call now for a free estimate. They spend 500 bucks. Maybe they get two, 300 clicks. Nobody does anything. And they say mm-hmm. something like, Facebook doesn't work. What I hear you saying is break down into little bits and go, I'm only going to spend hundred or 200 bucks just to find out if people like this ad. And once I've got an ad that works, then I'm going to show that ad and try and get them to come to my, my, my page. And that might be another couple hundred bucks in another week or two. And then once I get to come to my page and each point you're getting more and more data and you're being able to t- give help Facebook be smarter on what you want. Okay. Now I want them to actually raise their hand for a bit or something. So a, maybe it costs the same 500 bucks, but as opposed to kind of that, I just put up a whole funnel and, it, not, it didn't work. And in three weeks, my 500 bucks was gone. Maybe you spend it in stages. And by the time you get to the part where you're asking Facebook to do the thing that you want, which is to get them book an appointment, you've tested the little chunks and we're still there. It just might've taken two to four weeks. Is that fair? Exactly right. Yep. Every time someone comes to your website, Facebook knows who that person is. So they get a little bit smarter of like, oh, this is the type of person that's clicking on this website. And then someone else clicks and they go, oh, this, and they cross compare the data. Why is this this person click with this person and then you get three and then you get four and then you get five and they start to see the similarities. So then when you say, Hey, I want leads, they already have a base to pull from of interests and types of people who are clicking on your website. And they're able to then say, well, the, they're able to cross compare data. Well, this person's getting leads over here. This person just moved into a house. This person spends a lot of money online and they start to mix that in. And that's what makes it so that you're able to then find people who are more qualified, but are still targeted to what you're asking for. Nice. So yeah, you want to just feed the funnel along the way. So that is a really, in a pretty quick amount of time, a pretty good overview on Facebook. Now we move over to our friend Google, mm-hmm. who still works. It's just differently, wildly different tact. What does that look like? Yep. So Facebook is, it's a form of direct marketing, but also a form of it's, it's so there's different types of, there's the P's of marketing. There's like problem awareness, pain and promotion. And so there are people who are in pain and don't know that they're in pain. That's usually problem awareness. So like having a dirty home does affect your life. And if you bring that to light, that your life is being affected by your home, they go, oh my gosh, this makes sense. You're right. This is probably, that's problem awareness marketing. You just brought a problem into their mind. Facebook's really good at that because they're scrolling through, looking at pictures of grandma and all of a sudden, yeah, this makes sense to me. Where Google tends to work around more of the direct pain. So there's Again, problem awareness, pain, and promotion. Pain is usually where um, Google does the best in that sense because it's someone who's going online and searching for a solution to something. So they're coming to you uh, looking for something and then you are presented there. And so the marketing is more in a pain 
way. And logically, usually that means that people are a bit more uh, quick to click or quick to buy because they're in pain. And that's what we like. We like when someone's in pain, hey, my arm's broken, I need a cast. Great, I sell casts. Done. But because of that, competition is more steep and prices can be more expensive because you're of competition. And so you're trying to bid for those first couple spots up on Google. There's a lot of other people who want those same people. And so there, you have to, you have to pay with your dollars as opposed to earn them through your copy. Um, when it comes to Google more, their copy has something to do with it for sure. Your headlines and all that kind of stuff is very important. However, it just tends to lead more that way. If I was to compare the two. So would it be fair for the old people like me to go, Google is more like the yellow pages, right? I know mm-hmm. I have this pain and I'm going to solve it. So yep. before I would have to go into this big physical book of dead trees and look up plumber or whatever, whoever yep. I thought could solve my pain. Good news is if I'm looking up plumber in Facebook or in uh, the yellow pages, I'm pretty likely I want a plumber. But the problem is they're going to show you not just my plumbing ad, they're going to show you all the plumbing ads. So now mm-hmm. you kind of have to, I, you know that the guy's got pain, so you're not going to talk about, do you need plumbing? Oh, of course I need plumbing. I'm here. You got to kind of distinguish yourself amongst others. Whereas Facebook might be more like TV, whereas I'm just watching my favorite show. I'm not really looking to solve any plumbing program problem, but an ad might come up and go, hey, do you have this problem? And I might go, oh my gosh. And it's going to try and divert my attention and have me take something different. Is that a fair? That's very fair. Yeah, so with that distinction, how do we, well, I'm going to make a prognostication. You're going to tell me what you think. It seems like it might be easier, faster, and less risky even to start with Google. And again, you can market it. If you have bad copy, it's not going to work. If you don't target the right people, it's not going to work. The right Because you're not targeting the right people. Now you're targeting search phrases. So in Facebook, you're targeting people, which is, I like better, but because there's more of them and all this sort of stuff, but it's a little more of an art. Uh, whereas Google, you're literally you know, if someone types in, where can I get a good burger? Probably not. You know, you could, you could pay Google for that result, but it's not going to do you any good. Who's the best cleaning company in Phoenix. If you live in Phoenix and you're a cleaning company, that might be a better one. Um, would is if you're kind of new, especially if you don't have some, a coach or someone helping you through it, is Google a little safer? Am I making that up in terms of harder to mess up? Yes. Google is it takes less of a marketing mind because it's a little bit more straightforward and Google has done a good job at making it very, step oriented. And so as you go through it, it's like, do this. Great. Now think about this and do this. Great. Now think about this and do this. And so it feels like you're completing something. So it feels a little bit just like, now there's an advanced version of it that when you have advertising experience or whatever, you can get in there and really geek out on all the data and all this kind of stuff. But as for the normal blow, uh, Joe blow type person, it's pretty easy to set up. The, the analytics are great because it's connected to Google analytics. And so you can really see really well how long people are staying on your website and all that kind of stuff, which is also useful information. And then you can just explore headlines. And so it doesn't seem so overwhelming with like videos and pictures and this, you're really just writing a couple headlines within there and then figuring out which headlines work best for you. And those headlines you can convert over to Facebook. And so I do like Google for that reason is that it's, it's easy to set up and it seems pretty straightforward and, and the data is easy, easier to read but it does cost a little bit more. That was exactly what I was going to say, but you pay for that. Um, mm-hmm. So Google, the clicks are probably more expensive because they feel like, hey, this is a more valuable click. We know this guy wants whatever he's searching for because he just mm-hmm. searched for it. And they're not just going to show your ad, dude. They're going to show the three other ads with it and then the 10 uh, you know, organic ones below that. So mm-hmm. that's the downside. And you're limited, right? If you're like, once you get something that works, you can't scale it because you can only, if, if the 
you'll want more than one search term, but the search term you decide is best cleaner in Phoenix. Well, if only 16 people search that today, you can spend a trillion dollars or be willing to, but you can only buy 16 clicks. That's it. So it's less scalable. It's certainly more expensive, but it might be a little lower hanging fruit. So yeah. Okay. Um, And and real quick, Mike, it can can bring out tire kickers. For sure. Well, and again, because again, they might just have, you know, there's 10 different things here, just like the yellow pages. They might just be like, well, I will open all the cheapest one. Yeah. Or just pick it. Yeah. Uh Which is not not ideal. All right. Um, So clean nation. We always probably bite off more than we should try and chew in one episode. So if you, hopefully that was helpful. If you want more of this kind of stuff, growmycleancompany.com has over 850 podcasts with Jared and marketing and all that sort of stuff. If and when you're like, you know what, this all sounds great, but I really need a system and a process and I need the whole thing, not just one little thing where I get smart at. Uh, I would start with the free on-demand training, gives you the five shifts to grow your cleaning company. There's a free offer at the end of that, Um, but it's all growmycleancompany.com. Check it out now. See you there. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.